0: For Mike Decker, entrepreneurship and business boils down to this. He challenges people to think and act with greater clarity. He questions broken concepts and provides you principle-based solutions to solve your impediments. He's the owner and founder of the Advisor Suite, which acts as your virtual CMO developing your marketing campaigns with you and then implementing them for you. They utilize emotional intelligence to better understand behavior in an effort to improve the quality of your leads. They also use real-time data to optimize and quantify the quality and quantity of your lead sources for continuous improvement. If you're intrigued on how marketing backed by emotional intelligence and real-time data can work for you, stick around because Decker joined me this week to tell me more. I'm Kevin McShan. Let's have this conversation. welcome you to the show and i'm excited to talk to you today all about entrepreneurship great to be with you and uh, thanks for letting letting me virtually travel uh, to utah today and good to see you this morning
1: yeah, it's good to see you too kevin
0: so by like, you tell uh, uh, the people around you that you help help uh through your businesses you help people uh, get gr- greater clarity with their business and sort of challenge a uh, broken concept. So I'm wondering if we can start our conversation by you expanding on that notion.
1: Yeah, so my research in marketing and sales shows that today a lot of people are trying to manipulate someone, to force someone to do something, right? This ad will trigger this emotion, which will get you to do this, that, or the other. And it, it the consumer is getting smarter and more aware of this. And there's this natural resistance against these tactics that's growing right now. And what's been interesting is for those who are switching over to be more principle-based, and I'll define what that means in a second, that they're meeting less resistance and they're getting higher higher sales, higher conversions, and overall better results. Um, now, I define it as the three principles of marketing. Uh, and Kevin, is it okay if I just briefly explain what those are for absolutely, the
0: Absolutely, absolutely, yeah.
1: So there are three principles. The first one's the principle of change. And this explains why someone's going to use your services or buy that product over the other product or whatever the change may be. And the principle is universal, but the principle of change suggests that unless the pain of change becomes less than the pain of continuing on, people don't change. I mean, we just, we resist change in our life. Change is uncomfortable. And so it's not about selling them on benefits and benefits and benefits. Like that's fine. If they're comfortable, they're not going to change. They, they want to solve an issue that they have. Now, the other one, uh, the second principle is the principle of permission. And I love this because if, if you've got any friend or relationship or just you met someone, you know this because your unsolicited advice isn't really that effective. They really don't care. The principle of permission suggests that unless someone gives you permission to speak to them, they're not listening. So when you walk up to someone who isn't asking for your advice and you say, hey, you should do this, they're going to smile and say, huh, thanks. And then just carry on. But when someone asks for your advice, they're listening, they're captive. And that's the critical part, especially for marketing is getting people's permission. And then once you have their permission and a sign of that is like they, they give you an email, they download something, they give you their email, they're getting your newsletter. Now you can now talk to them. They want to talk to you about that. And then the third one is the the principle of direction. And that suggests that unless you clearly define um, what you're offering, what's expected, and what the next steps are, that you're going to lose your customers. There has to be clarity in what your messaging is. And there's a lot of ambiguity out there with a lot of marketing campaigns.
0: And Mike, you describe yourself as a self-made entrepreneur that relies on emotional intelligence to help both yourself and the people that you serve. So I'm wondering if you can dive into how emotional intelligence has helped you uh, be a successful marketer.
1: Yeah, so emotional intelligence really is it's the study of of your emotional intellectual capacity. So IQ is intelligence, like knowledge, right? Emotional intelligence, it's the, the awareness that you might have for yourself and for those around you. And research has now shown that the higher emotional intelligence you have, the more successful you will be in your job. It's not about how smart you are, it's how aware you are of yourself and what's going on. And so for like example, my clients that I do marketing for, I run a, a company called The Advisor Suite, one of my companies, and it does marketing for financial advisors. And it's a lot of fun when working with the advisor and with the, the, the marketing department to, to really figure out through emotional intelligence, what does the user want? And then based on what they want, how do you get it to them? I mean, for, for goodness sakes, the financial industry is one of the most distrusted industries of all. And yet we're able to find great success by not trying to manipulate people, just by trying to use the, the EQ side of things and be very neutral about the whole process.
0: Yeah, and I'm wondering if you can tell me about the Advisor Suite. I know it's a, um, a full-service marketing uh, service that uh, services financial advisors. And I'm also curious to get your thoughts on how working with uh Financial advisors is interesting in the time of COVID as well. What are they, what are they telling you about the economic recovery as we go through this uh, pandemic?
1: Oh yeah, I mean, well, there, we, that's a Pandora's box we can open up, but um, I mean, quick story for, I, I spent about a decade in the financial services um, then I made the advisor suite because I felt that the, the marketing tactics were broken. And so I created the company to solve that issue. And it's very niche. When you have a niche, you, you live with uh, a, lot, a lot of plentiful. There's so much business to have. When you try and work with everyone, you end up working with no one. Uh, but in regards to the, the financial recovery and such, there's a lot of speculation on what that could be, um, whether stimuluses are given or not given, whether the jobs come okay. back or not come back. The, I think the, the most sound indicator, and it's just an indicator, it's not a, uh, not necessarily guaranteed, is something called the 18 year market cycle. And that just suggests that markets go up and they go flat on an average around 18 years with um, a lot of government involvement, that time span shortening. Um, but it looks like we're gonna be flat for a while um, and then we'll have another nice up market. And so I just, from a, a, an overall standpoint, economically speaking, it's, um, you know, make sure you've got a budget, stay out of debt and, and don't bank on getting incredible returns. You might get lucky here and there, but overall, it it's, doesn't look like it's going to be really, really nice for the next couple of years as we try to recover.
0: And Mike, I'm curious, uh, just before we uh, started this, you had mentioned that most of your businesses are online and, and digital. So I'm curious to ask you what excites you the most about the future of digital marketing?
1: So with digital marketing and working remote, there's, there's two things I think that are really prevalent. One is digital marketing. So there's a big controversy right now with Apple uh, and how they are launching ex, um, extra privacy for the users. So it says, Hey, Facebook, for example, is tracking what you're, what you're doing on your phone. Are you okay with that? And most people are going to say, no, I, I want my privacy and they'll shut that off. But what they don't realize is that when Facebook is tracking it, they're not trying to figure out who you are and, and you know use that against you. They're trying to connect you with relevant ads and small businesses that would be a good fit. And so when we get rid of that privacy, we're also getting rid of the advantage of the digital marketing ads. I don't want to see ads that are irrelevant to me. If I'm going to have to see ads to keep Facebook or Instagram, Twitter, or whatever up and running, I'd rather see the ads I want to see. Like um, I just saw one for misfit, uh, market. It's an organic produce that ships it to you. There's no way I'd ever learn about that, but Facebook knew what I wanted and then they showed me a relevant ad. So I, I think the whole privacy conversation is, has been a bit skewed and fear-based um, and not fully understood on how, how much benefit it gives to small businesses and small business really is the backbone of our economy, in my opinion. Um, but you know, all things said and done. I think remote work is one of the most incredible things that has happened to us because of the ability to get back into the home and spend time with family. I mean, I see my, my nine month old kid four times a day. I wake up with them. I take lunch and hang out with them. I'll take a little break and hang out with them. There's no way I'd ever do that if I was at the office. So I think there is a beautiful side to it that maybe isn't as appreciated. And I know that you've
0: uh, started and ran upwards of 20 companies, a lot of companies in the past. So I'm curious to uh, get your thoughts on how uh, the small business sector uh, can use digital marketing and entrepreneurship to sort of uh, remain stable or continue to be profitable in this time.
1: Yeah, so it's all about understanding what your niche is and honing down your marketing. So in the most basic marketing and sales function, what you're going to operate off of are these six steps. The first one is you go out there and you announce something of value that you have. You know, here's here's a guide on this topic, or here's uh, three steps to do this, whatever it is, lose weight, um, workout, here's a supplement, or here's clothing, fashion advice, whatever it is. And then you exchange that. This is step two. You exchange that for an email or a name or a number or something. You never give anything out for free. There's always an exchange. And then from there, excuse me, the third step is to gather data. When you gather data um, based on what they want, now you can go back and say, this is what I offer. This is what's expected. And here's the next step to proceed. These are step five, six, and, or excuse me, four, five, and six. People want what they want. People aren't going to operate off what they need. And so when you can figure out what they want and then retarget them back through segmentation and automation, mostly email marketing is what I'm talking about right now, you increase the probability of sales while lessening your overall ad spend. There's too much ad spend being done for trying to get the first appointment without any context of what they even want. It's just wasted money. Building the email list, figuring out what they want, and then segmenting saves tons of money. Uh, and it, it drives more, more, uh, more results, more leads. So that, that's my, the I see it. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. And Mike, I, I spend a lot of time working with individuals with disabilities in terms of employment and opening up uh, doors of opportunity for that segment of our population. And I, I have found that the digital marketing space is a good uh, niche for. Uh, people with disabilities who may have uh, transportation issues or other obstacles towards employment. So I'm wondering your thoughts on uh, the, the amount of opportunities that are open for the digital marketing space for individuals with disabilities.
1: You know, I, there are three things that I'm gonna say two two right now and one that's a future thing that's uh, gaining these skills right now and, and really taking the initiative that no one's gonna pay you to learn it. If you learn it yourself, then you're gonna get the nicer jobs. Uh, And the first one is understanding writing. I am still just uh, floored at the quality of writing that I see people do, even on websites in different places. Being an effective communicator starts with writing and the only way to get good at writing is to write more. And so first off, just understanding language and writing is huge. But the second one is, is the brilliance or the genius behind building systems. All good startups started with a system. They weren't just winging it, throwing stuff against the wall and seeing what sticks. They started with a system. And this is another superpower I've noticed in the workplace that's rare to find are people who can build effective or efficient systems. It's huge. And then the last one, I think this is gonna be one of the biggest uh, up-and-comers is videography or video editing. So a lot of us now have webcams and we can take our own videos, but then you have to cut it, splice it, and edit it. And with the rise of YouTube video learning, companies like Teachable, online courses, and and so on and so forth, we would rather watch a video than read something. We would rather watch a video than listen to something. In most situations, if you're on a run, you'll probably listen to something. But video marketing, I think is going to be, it's already big now, but I think it's only going to get better. And so learning... um, Uh, like After Effect or uh, was it Premiere Pro, Uh, the different video editing softwares is going to be extremely valuable in a very technical niche uh, here in a little bit.
0: And Mike, as you know, this is International Women's History Month. So I'm curious to know what uh, sort of an impact that women have had on your life as well.
1: You know, I you can't be successful without incorporating women in your life in the workplace uh in personal life i I just i i think so highly of women and i if i had anything that i had to say on the topic it would be you have more value than you realize negotiate for it because i've sat at the other side of the table and uh, true story a couple of times i've hired uh, women and in the interview i i gave them the offer and they accepted and i said wait so what you're telling me is that you won't accept this unless you get this, this, and this. And they said, no, I didn't say that. And I said, no, what you mean to say is you need this, this. And I was trying to help them because I knew I could offer them more, but you never offer them more. You, you always start low and wait for the neg- negotiation. So they get what they want and you don't just throw everything out there because the business still has to make money. And each time it took them a moment to realize, Oh, and so getting you know more PTO or extra benefits or whatever it may be, or even a little bit more money, negotiate. You have the power, you have extreme value, more value than you may realize, go for it. If they're giving you an offer, it means they want you and they're willing to work for it.
0: And Mike, I'm curious to know, uh, you've had a lot of experiences in the entrepreneurial uh, space and the digital space as well. I'm curious to know, what do you think is your most uh, sustainable impact or imprint you've made on, on this space you're currently working in?
1: I think it's too soon to tell with that one. I mean, I appreciate the question, uh, but in my mind, it's it's still trying to figure itself out on on remote work digital marketing. I mean, if I had one imprint, my, the principles that I put together in the digital marketing space and marketing in general, but um, from the entrepreneurial side of things, um, all I can say is the best is yet to come.
0: And uh, my final question for you is when you're not working, what gets you out of bed and most excited to do in the morning?
1: You know, it's, it's, Really, development of creativity. So, like right now, or I just finished a, a couple of months of deliberately writing every single day through a, a program called Ship 30 for 30, and it was just just remarkable. Now I'm I'm creating more creativity within in drawing every day, and that's just just remarkable. Um, the, the it's so difficult to draw. So when you're learning to do hard things, it's a lot of fun. But I mean, aside from that, uh, golf, ski, mountain bike. Being outdoors, playing with my family, um, I, I just I can't get enough of my my nine month old kid. He's just the best.
0: Well, family first is my model all the time. Absolutely, Mike. And I'm uh, not surprised you gave me that uh, skiing answer. Living in Utah, huh?
1: Yeah. <laughs> so
0: I, I'm curious, Mike, if anyone wants to connect with you, what's the best way to do that? I know you have a Active profile on LinkedIn, but is there uh another way people can connect with you if they're so inclined to do so?
1: Yeah, you know, LinkedIn, Twitter, um, all my handles are Mike Ketterick. That's K-E-D-R-E-C. Uh you can go uh Twitter, Mike Ketterick, uh LinkedIn, uh just slash Mike Ketterick or go look up Michael Decker. Um, happy to connect with people. I pretty much accept everyone's request on LinkedIn. Um I just, it's a nice place to network and you never know who you're going to run into there.
0: Well, uh, yeah. And we found each other on uh, the uh, matchmaking platform. And I always tell people that life is a constant game of networking. So I appreciate that response.
1: It's my pleasure. So.
0: Hey, Mike, I really appreciate uh, spending some time with you this morning uh, to talk entrepreneurship, your business journey, and everything in between. Really appreciate the time, and I want to thank you for being here. It's most appreciated.
1: Thank you for having me, Kevin.